Recently, we sat down with Mike and Mike, hosts of Mid-Credit Scene Podcast, which can also be heard on Midtown Radio, 8 o'clock Tuesday evening. We started out talking all things Oscars, but quickly, things fell down a rabbit hole. Over our next few podcasts, we'll play a few snippets of it, starting with this one. This started out talking about the Oscar nominations for Best Song, but quickly fell apart into talking about Bond music. Mid-Credit Scene Podcast. And I'm Michael Clark from the Mid-Credit Scene Podcast. It's Mike and Mike. Together at last. Uh, this is exciting. When you reached <laughs> out, I was I was like, this is great. We're going to bring music and movies together. We're going to talk about the Oscars and, oh, the controversies of the Oscars. And it was fun to <laughs> like to start digging into some of this stuff. Um, I wanted to open this with, with a really sort of almost like a, you know, because we're going to talk about these songs but I want to get a sense of like, if we're going to pick like, you know, who do we think is the winner or like, which one do we think is the best one? How do you, are we thinking of this as like, what is the best, just like the song I can listen to or the one that best serves the film? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, I think that's what the, the conversation <laughs> always comes down to at the Oscars, doesn't it? Like, is it the best song necessarily? Or is it like you said, the best song for that particular movie? Yeah. Right. So I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be judging uh, if we're all on different terms. I think that's in the, I think, you know what? I think that's in the beauty of the beholder. I think you get to, you get to make that decision. I mean, let's be honest, the best film doesn't always necessarily win, but it might be the best film for that year. You no, know what I mean? That we need that year or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, th- I, I, an ongoing issue that I have with the Oscars, and I think that this is something that a lot of, Oscar commentators will comment on is that the Oscars don't have a lot of longevity in terms of who they choose as their winners. There's not a, mm-hmm. a like there are, there are certain standout films uh, and certain standout actors, but a lot of the roles that they give awards to, a lot of the films they give awards to, don't have a lot of cultural longevity. Um, and the argument has been made that you know maybe awards should be given out after several years have passed and and seen what lasts. And I think looking through the list, not only of this year's nominees, but all of the winners in the best song category. There's not a lot of winners on there that I would say have like stood the test of time in terms of cultural relevance. So it a degree to that of, of, is this a cultural moment that they're giving the award to? Is, is it uh, something about the, the song itself? But like, and and not to give too much of, uh, of my opinions away, but these five, I don't see a lot of these five really staying with us as musical artifacts. Right. Uh, so I will I will do the 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 honor here for for anybody who chose to listen to this podcast and has no idea 
what we're on about. We we got together to talk about uh, the the nominations this year for best original song at the Oscars. We're going to go well beyond that, but for for anybody who doesn't know, uh, and I think we're going to broadcast this either right before probably right before the Oscars go out. So there'll be some cool prediction-y stuff. But the songs that we're talking about are uh, from the movie Belfast, Down to Joy by Van Morrison, from the movie Encanto, Dos Arugitas by Lin-Manuel Miranda. That was lovely. You said that very, that was very nice. You sounded perfect there. Which the name or Way the better name than of the song? Way better than I could have. Right. Uh, either yeah. one, either one. Uh Four Good Days from the movie Four Good Days, uh, Somehow You Do, uh, by Diane Warren, although performed by Reba McIntyre, I believe. Poor Diane Warren. Like, can, can she win oh, one? We got to get to win that. one. Like, all right, go ahead. Keep going. That's a podcast on its own. <laughs> we got to get to that. Uh, that's in my list of things. It's like, when? Um, from the movie King Richard, uh, Be Alive uh, by Beyonce and Dixon. And then uh, from the movie No Time to Die, the song No Time to Die by Billie Eilish and her brother, Phineas O'Connell, who's often just credited as Phineas. So those are the five tracks that we're going to talk about. Um, maybe I'll just go around. Does anybody have one that really jumped out at them, like as they gravitate to? Dave? I don't know. Um, you know, going through them, and I'm going to pick the Billie Eilish, uh, the James Bond theme. I, think, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Maybe yeah, it's just because I've listened to enough sound effect to know. I was like, I bet Dave's going to pick the Billy Eilish track. It's it's you know it's an easy pick. Uh, it is. It, you know, but yeah, it, it seems to fit. And I liked how they used her vocal, and it kind of takes you back to like the Shirley Bassey theme songs, and, like versions of their of the James Bond themes, and those '60s where the big production. Where they where they kind of got out of that in the eighties and nineties, you know, after Duran Duran, Duran Duran <laughs> and I eyed it, and then Aha and all that stuff, which you know I still kind of liked those, but uh, yeah, yeah. this one was definitely a throwback, and you know when you went through them, that one caught my ear for sure. Uh, the other ones were like, I feel like they're they're they were more for a moment in the movie. While this mm-hmm. one, like No Time to Die, this is this is the first thing you really hear, right? It's like boom. Welcome to it. I, it's James Bond. I thought I thought it was it was a really standout track because, like you say, it had that throwback feel, and yet it still felt extremely like a modern take on that vibe. And having someone um, so young do it, but still bring out this classic sound, I thought was very cool and a very good production and a great performance by Billie Eilish. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else that I fall for a lie? You were never on my side. Fool me once, fool me twice. I you dare the past?
Uh, I, I agree. Like Dave pretty much took everything from my mouth there. I, um, uh, for me, uh, I'm a Bond fan. So I get really excited about a new Bond film coming out. And when this one came out and I heard it was Billie Eilish, I immediately went, Ugh. but then when it actually came out, I was like, you know what? She does a pretty damn good job here. I think the production's great. I think she, uh, like Dave said, it, it sounds like a classic Bond film. And for me, there's also something about living up to the standard of a Bond theme song, which is hard to do because, I mean, when you have Goldfinger as the second Bond song, I mean, people talk about, you know, living up to Sean Connery as Bond. You've got to live up to Shirley Bassey's Goldfinger as a Bond theme. Goldfinger He's the man, the man with the Midas touch A spider's touch Such a cold finger Beckons you to enter his web of sin There's only been a handful that have been able to do that. And I thought this one did a, uh, a very good job. Um, yeah. So I, 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 that was definitely my pick. It's a hard gig to get too. that. Uh, oh, a very do, hard gig to get, you know, like you've done something right. If you're yeah. getting to yeah. poke to do the theme song. Although there was that weird spell a couple of like what, 15 years ago when it was like Chris Cornell was getting, it was like, where did that come? Like, why is Portishead getting passed up, but Chris Cornell's getting it? If you take life, do you know what you give? Odds are you won't like what it is when the storm You know, there were some weird things there. I yeah. just thought. Portishead was too obvious. Yeah, I know, I know, but still. <laughs> the, 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 you know, who who gets the Bond films? I th- or the Bond themes? Um, I think are much more in the moment than any of the Bond movies themselves. Like, mm-hmm. if you well, want to like time and date the Bond films, because you look at like. Was it uh, Garbage did one of them in the, the Brosnan year? I know how to hurt. I know how to heal. I know what to show and what to conceal. 
Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tom's just she saying that because I said I liked yeah. that song. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, choosing Billie Eilish uh, to do the theme this time around or choosing her three years ago uh, when it was originally supposed to come out um, (laughs) was a very, like, in the moment, made perfect sense. She still makes sense now. um, But, yeah. yeah. Um, I I have to agree. Um, I think that if I was going to put money on it, I think that that No Time to Die is going to, uh, win it. It won the the Golden Globe, even though the, the Golden Globes no longer matter. Um, I think it's also uh, important when I was when I was doing a bit of research. Only six Bond themes have been nominated for uh, best song, and the only ones that have won were uh, current generation Bond. So it was Skyfall uh, and by Adele. I've drowned and dreamed this moment So overdue I owe Swept away I'm stolen Let the sky fall and it crumbles We will stand Sam Smith uh, from Spectre, which which blew me away because that song is just terrible as far as that the Sam Smith song blew. I thought that was dreadful. Uh, but with my that's shocking to me, right? Because I mean, the fact that I don't even think Goldfinger was nominated. No, the first one to be nominated was McCartney, "Live and Let Die." Mm. And I mean, the Goldfinger doesn't get nominated. Um, nobody does it better gets nominated, but I don't think it wins, which yeah, is for me an asta- outstanding song. Um, yeah, it, it's weird because again, I think there's so much pressure put on. You know, it's just amazing. It's they're lucky, really, that Billie Eilish is still a star. Could you imagine if they, I don't know, picked Katy Perry or something, and all of a sudden, <laughs> three years later, we're like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> we, like it's Demi Lovato or something like yeah. that. She's gone through <laughs> cycles of rehab and, and, right. and the stars went. 
what struck me because I, I listened to all the songs for the first time today uh, and I haven't seen the new Bond movie. And what struck me immediately was how similar No Time to Die is to Skyfall as a song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar. Eilish is very subdued. Um, it's very um, lyrical, but also like I, I, what I want to do is play them at the same time and see how much they, mm-hmm. they match. Even the, like the way she kind of drops her voice and, and draws out yeah. as she leads into the, the, the like title is very like struck me as very similar to what Adele did with Skyfall, which makes me wonder if she did that consciously or if the producers came to her and said, like, listen, Skyfall is the best Bond theme that we've had in the last 20 years. We want something similar to that. And that's what they ran with. Yeah, uh, I I think when you get the when you get the call to do the gig, there is an expectation that you're it's your voice that they want. And there's still that Bond theme going on behind it. Like you listen to even like yeah. The Living Daylights or uh, View to a Kill. Yeah, that's the band in there. But in the background, there's that huge orchestration doing those classics. Dan, 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 you know, Bond yeah. hits, right? And My favorite. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. I was just going to say, like, one of my favorite things about the Billie Eilish one is that, like, it, it stands out. Like, if you didn't know anything about Bond, it would stand really well on its own. But then there's that one chord, mm. that guitar storm <laughs> right at the end <laughs> that is like, if you didn't know that anything about this being a Bond song, you'd be like, oh, that's a Bond song, right? Because right. it just ends on that that chord. And I'm like, oh, man, like they just like it's that tell that if you knew nothing else, you'd be like, oh, no, that's distinctively yeah. the cue. Yeah, the same. Yeah, that that Shirley Bassey did. Tom Jones did. Yeah. Like it's in, yeah. it's in all of those. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. A Tom and Jones one is crazy because no one knew who Tom Jones was really when uh, when they did Thunderball. Right. Like he was like. Mm-hmm. He was no bad. That's a great song. That's Thunderball's a great trip. She always runs while others walk. He acts while other men just talk. strikes like thunderbolt he knows the meaning of success does that mean billy eilish is a is a bond girl now does the doing the song count as being a bond girl and is that appropriate anymore? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it counts <laughs> as being a Bond girl track anymore. anymore or? It, uh, but th- it is the interesting bit of trivia that the only um, person who has sung the theme song and appeared in a Bond movie is Madonna. Madonna, that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, oh, yeah. like, she did a Bond movie way outside of when you would consider to be Madonna's like high point. You would have expected her to do like one of the Timothy Dalton movies. Instead, she does the last Pierce Brosnan one. Um, and then she's in it for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. Even That's though right. I, yeah. I said to Tom last night, I said, I actually liked, uh, like that Madonna theme song. It got panned. Everyone hated it. And yeah, it was, her career was on the downswing, but I thought it was hooky. I dug it. I, 
I, I think, think that, was... that song is one of the better things about that movie. I mean, that movie is is a is a real dog, but the the song is is pretty good. Yeah. Didn't the car have a cloaking device uh, yeah. in that movie? Like, I oh, mean, yeah. it could flip over and oh yeah, just by opening the door and stuff like that. It was yeah. Sorry, terrible. Pierce. Sorry, terrible. Pierce. Oh, it's terrible. Come back next week for a Bond-free episode of The Sound Effect. Till then, keep listening. <laughs>